Hey gurus, I'm Candy. And I'm Laura. We are intuitive coaches and the co-creators of It's You Guru. Welcome to our podcast. This is the spot to get the real real on what it's like to be your very own badass guru and still very much a work in progress. In each episode, we'll invite you to listen in as we real talk the shit out of each other about everything from falling in love to heartbreak, from sometimes being an asshole to trying to stay grounded and centered, from working in corporate America to being entrepreneurs. Nothing is off the table or taboo. And we'll weave our favorite topic, cardology, the astrology and numerology of the playing cards into every conversation. So grab your beverage of choice and get comfy. It's time to get real. And be sure to check all the links in the description. Hey gurus, we are back and this is a continuation of our previous episode and the update that we are giving you about what's going on with us. Yeah, oh my goodness. Well, I feel like it's it's sort of was a little bit of an emotional roller coaster at the beginning. Sort of like really fast cycles of um, grieving and release. And then followed by just like a little bit of paralyzation, which now like my plan for what I want to do is in my head, but the execution part just isn't, it's just not time it feels like. And you know, I, we just went to coffee right before we recorded this. And I was like, oh, I'm really excited. And I was like, is this going to last six minutes like it has <laughs> for the last like two weeks? Yeah, I did. It's over. I'm like, okay, I'm brain dead again. I can't do anything. So we've been kind of cocooning, which I think is actually kind of a universal energy for a lot of people right now. But um, and we've been studying. I've been I've been studying astrology. So I'm really excited about that. Um, but it's just like, I don't know. It's sort of like, you know, when you're at the start line of a of car race and the engines are rev- revving, but no one's going anywhere. That's kind of how I feel. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Yeah, it is exactly how I feel too, where I have all these ideas and all these things that I want to do and all these ways that I want to move forward, but I'm stuck. So, I mean, the, the idea of a cocoon, like it feels so palpable because I feel like I can't move right now. Like I'm just stuck in this little cocoon where the ideas are happening but there's like my ability to make a move on any of it is just frozen until it's time yeah so we're not really doing anything over here with the business we're just we made this podcast we thought we'd fill you in but um (laughs) i just we had the pause button and you know we did both did some um readings with people we had we had readings done to us and one person said this is the like it's an intentional pause and that we should be giving ourselves the permission to have an intentional pause. And that this is something that all human beings should give themselves from time to time is the intentional pause. But I think Candy and I pay enough attention to the feeling. Like I used to override my feelings and I would just plow forward. Did I? But now I'm like, I touch, it's like I kind of dip my toe into, okay, should I start this project? No, it's not time. Mm-hmm. And you can just kind of feel that almost like a the gas run out of the the balloon it's funny talking about gas with what happened to me in the last two days of my car tank is that oh, what yeah. the fucking parallel is <laughs> i've been trying to fill my tank up for two days and then i went to one place today and the credit card machine was going for didn't work and whenever that happens i'm like i'm not going inside sorry just lazy but i don't want to deal with it so i go to the next gas station and i start trying to put the gas in and the goddamn gas is just like spraying back out of the tank at me so then I was like, oh, shit, I only have 39 miles. And so I call 
And I also had on, it's like 39 degrees. I have on shorts and a flip-flops because I'm going to go swimming at an indoor pool and whatever from Indiana. So it's not that cold out. So I'm like, well, I got to go back home. And I'm like, how many miles is that? And then how many miles to the dealer? So I call them, I book an appointment and I'm like, God dang it. Is this going to be like a computer problem that costs a gajillion dollars? No, it's a $30 part. It's fine. But I'm not crazy, but like I could not fill my tank up. And they were like, do you want to leave your car here overnight? I was like, yes, it has 39 miles left. Like, what am I going to do with it? <laughs> Just keep it, please fix it. Oh my God. But it's like the tank, the gas is out. That's how I feel. I'm like, I just, I can't, yeah. I can't even do anything. I just can't. <laughs> I just can't. So I guess that's okay. You just got to accept it and you push through that. Then you're going to get yourself in the trouble. Yeah. But so that is where illness sets in, right? When you just, when you push through and you ignore the signs and, and you push your body to, to do things that it shouldn't do because it needs to rest which is something else that happened during this whole span of time i got the stupid freaking neck spasms which is oh, yeah. what happens to me every time i come out of some incredibly stressful situation and it happened the week after i told laura that i wanted to go back in into corporate america it was like the act of having the conversation with her and then being able to start planning what that meant for us like allowed me to move out of the stressful situation that I'd been sitting in of not telling her, not owning my own truth, not stepping into my own power. And then when I finally told her, it was like my body could relax and I could release. And for me, that's when those spasms happen. Then it's like my body is just mm. spent because it's been carrying around all this stress and then it reacts in this negative fashion. So our bodies tell us shit all the time. This is yeah, where I'm paying gonna, attention. I also want to tell them why I was not surprised. Oh, yeah. That you told me this. <laughs> I knew, like, I'm entertained. Well, first of all, when I was a young person, and I'm going to say it's too old, I should have known what this word meant by the time this age. I think I was probably, like, maybe even a freshman in college before I'd ever heard this word, the word entrepreneur. But when I heard it the first time, I did not know what it meant, but I was like, that's me. I knew it. And, and so like I had, there's a part of me that likes the, like, just the grind that comes with it. It's not easy, but that, that is like kind of in my, my makeup. And I always kind of knew like, it's not really Candy's thing. Um, and mm -hmm. also our friend, Amy, that worked with Candy at her corporate job back in the day, used to call her corporate Candy. <laughs> so it's in my like, DNA. That's in Candy's <laughs> DNA. <laughs> yeah and what so laura does like the grind and she does it really well like she will hit a snag usually in the technology part of our business and laura will fucking dig into that like a dog with a bone and she does not let it go until she figures it out and she fixes the problem i mean it just like it's part it is the grind it is the entrepreneurial hustle and the grind that you have to have Whereas I like to sort of like float in, dip my toe in the water, have a few brainstorms, come up with some creative ideas and then like bounce back out and like yeah. move over to the other thing. And so like that, like going deep and grinding hard, I can do it for a set period of time, but it is not well, in my I'm, DNA to do long-term. Since I'm obsessed with astrology right now, that brainstorming thing, I think would be like Aquarian part of you. And you have a uh -huh. lot of Capricorn planets. That's the like, that represents like big government corporations and things like that versus like I have Aries, a lot of Aries, which is that like fire energy, but I also burn myself out really easily. So 
there's balance that needs to come in. Um, yeah. And I think there was a, like, you kind of also talked about the yin and yang, like this, we, we just learned so much from each other over these last three years. What do you feel like was the, what, what did this bring the last three years? What balance did it bring to you? Does that make sense? Yes. Like, are we like, we're conjoined twins. So like, <laughs> what, like feeding each other. So like, what? <laughs> Well, so a couple things. For one one thing, having this experience with Laura, like being best friends, moving to Asheville together, having a business together. I mean, we were together all the time. Everyone thinking we're lesbians all the yeah. time. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry guys, we're not. Um, but what it did on like a very kind of superficial level, but also I'm so grateful for is it kept me from making really stupid decisions about men because, <laughs> because I was always considering Laura, like, am I going to bring this guy? Like, am I going to introduce this guy to Laura? No. Am like, am I going to take this guy home with me? No, because I have a roommate. Like, am I going to go and run off and spend like two days with this dude? No, because I have business obligations and like Laura's here and I have a dog. I mean, so it just really kept me grounded in this space of partnership, but it was a space of partnering for the right reasons with the right people in the right way versus being um, too spontaneous or being um, too, too flighty. sucked into their energy. Yes, because I have this habit of just getting drug along with other people's energies and not taking time to check in with my own. Um, so on one, so that was one amazing gift that Laura gave me like this, this reason to slow down and consider someone else besides the person that was super excited about me. So thank mm. you. Thank you for not letting me, um, thank you for being the reason why it is, I'm probably not married for the fourth time right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thrice married, fourth time, fourth time's a charm. The other thing that being in such a like tight relationship and living arrangement and working arrangement forced me to do was to learn how to not react at someone. Mm -hmm. So I, I mean, Laura and I both like, we have like parents that have big energy and um, we both have a a parental figure that can sometimes overreact. And so like, that was an energy that I was very used to responding in and living in. And when you live with someone that you are not romantically involved in, with and you work with that same person you're like i became super mindful of the fact that i did not want to fight with laura like i didn't want tension in the house i didn't want to like make something bigger than it was so it really forced me plus all the work that we were doing to realize okay so i'm annoyed about something i'm not actually annoyed at laura i'm and she's triggering something in me that i'm annoyed about within myself and because we were both doing this kind of work together and spoke a similar language, we gave each other the space to process our own shit without mm-hmm. shitting on the other. Well, and we get that question a lot. They're like, how have you not killed each other yet? And like, <laughs> I mean, so many people have been like, Everyone. how are you just living together and you're, you don't, you don't fight? And we're both like, no, we've done so much inner work on ourselves and we understand that our reaction is our responsibility. And mm-hmm. while we might have to take some time I might have to like punch some pillows to release the energy or whatever. Like 
you know, work out, like move the energy, go, go to the core of what the issue is, we know better than to put it on the other person. It's not their fucking responsibility. Your mm-hmm. reaction is not the other person's responsibility to deal with. Right. If the entire world could understand that, we will fix literally every fucking problem that there is. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's not how I lived before. I mean, I knew it in my head, but I couldn't I, I couldn't execute it. And now I can yeah. execute it. So I know now. I think Laura and I can both say this. We will both be such better partners for the like the loves that come into our lives as a result of being in this relationship with each other. Yeah. This, with this friendship and sisterhood. Right. I I remember going to an astrologer kind of it was a while ago, but the person told me like, okay, now you're entering this phase of your life where you're going to learn about partnership. <laughs> it was a while ago because it was even before we started yeah. like Kismet. Um, oh. And so I first thought it was like, oh, business partnership, which definitely was true. But then this, for me, I feel like, and related back to the MDMA ceremony, which is um, helping me release some of the micro controls. And I actually just read this, but my fucking astrology fourth house north node libra if any if that means anything to anyone is one of the most controlling <laughs> mm, people interesting and so that was what i was releasing kind of especially like finishing releasing that mdma and and you could just look back at the patterns like the familial patterns and then whatever you can see it just if you look back but it's it would be this constant battle in my head it'd be like is that really that important to me or not do mm-hmm. i really need that to be right you know, do I really need to say that that's like, say it out loud? Yeah. Do I, do need I really to win need candy to change that behavior? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Do I need to win that behavior or what? Yeah. Like what you said. Yeah. The other um, really big gift that you gave me just recently, but was a gift that I've probably been waiting my entire life to receive in some fashion was when I told you what my decision was around the business and like my career your response very quickly was, I'm so proud of you for making yourself a priority. <laughs> I'm not crying, I'm not you're crying, crying. You're crying. <laughs> but like for her to say that in a moment when I'm telling her that I'm walking, like I'm stepping back from a business and like, like we're gonna have to rethink everything for her to have that response was so selfless. And was exactly what I needed to hear because here in this moment where I'm finally like taking a step toward being authentically myself and saying what I want, she could have gotten mad. You know, you could have gotten pissed. You could have, you know, been like, you could have said any number of things. And there was a part of me that was, you know, afraid of what she might say, but she said the exact thing I needed to hear, which was, I'm so proud of you making yourself a priority. And folks, that is what every partnership should be. It should be the person that you are with friendship wise, lover wise, whatever, business wise saying, I want you to be happy. And if we're happy together, and if we serve a a purpose together, awesome. But if you're happier away from me or in some other capacity, I fully support that too. And that's what she did. (laughs) And I'm not going to cry on a podcast because it's just going to get weird. (laughs) Well, it's, it's kind of, you know, what the problem is, was with as you guru was, both trying to like serve up each other's personalities and like make candy. I'm going to tell you guys like 400,000 times we've, we've done Reiki on each other a bunch. And so many times candy would be like, it's you guru is you. And it's me. 
And now we're just trying to shove that into one unit. Right. Which, like, is the container of a relationship is you, me, and then the relationship. Mm-hmm. So, but we weren't letting the you and me be out there. We were just shoving it all into the, like, it's a Venn diagram and the relationship's in the center. Like, we were just shoving it all into that center and not letting the you and me be, a, like, we were like, we... I don't know. Both of us were like, what in the actual fuck have we been doing? Because we're trying to like do the same thing all the time. I don't I don't understand what happened to my brain for the last three years. We were always like, we obviously have to have the exact same kind of sessions. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Candy would yeah. always be like, I would like to do like a 10 package. I'm like, I don't want to do that. And then why do why does she why can't right. she just do that? Right. Like, why yeah. did like <laughs> me saying that make her think she couldn't do it you know what i mean we were back and forth like that for three years driving we were so insane. accommodating <laughs> yeah but i guess that's just part of it like i had to learn the extreme of that and candy had to get so frustrated she had to bust out of it so right. she could actually put her foot down and be like no i need this yeah yeah so laura yeah. what and would it's you funny say we... you learned um i didn't mean to interrupt you if you want to finish your other thought well no it's fine that's not i don't think it's any i can't remember anyway um well, we kind of talked about being in a partnership. I, I my, The first thing that popped into my head when you said that was like not being an asshole. <laughs> like, you should hear my family. I mean, now you can tell, I can tell the planets significantly changed in the last five or six years. Lighter, I, because all of my family members are much lighter than they used to be. Just more jovial, less weighed down. But we bicker and like just snap at each other and so I try to not do that with them it's just like I'm working on it but it still happens and I'll be like what the hell just happened why did I do that (laughs) but so it was like really like dialing it down because candy is family so it's different I've had other roommates before that aren't family and I just I didn't I didn't snap at them because we're just, we just didn't have that relationship. But Candy has, is like a sister. So I could have easily snapped at her. Like I snapped at my snap at my sister sometimes. Um, but it was really like dialing it down and just being like, I'm not going to say anything. And it's something Jim taught us. I think our shaman Jim, we started working with him about, you know, when you do your, like, like your work, your inner work, which is often related to your childhood experiences. His number one rule was you don't blame anyone for anything. Because everyone's doing the best they can with the tools that they have. Yeah. So if if I'm annoyed with Candy about something, like, she's just, whatever. She's just being herself. And if I'm <laughs> trying to change that, then what I'm saying to her is she's not good enough. And that's not true. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's like, it's it's in that kind of internal. And sometimes I'm just like, I get grumpy because I'm fucking hungry. You know what I mean? You just have to, like, be like, let's be real. The reality check is I'm just hungry. Right. So... There's no need to be a bitch about it. Right. Like, I th- so it's it's that pause before yeah. you, you say something and react. Yeah. And I I mean, I think um, the other thing that Laura taught me was when you either don't take the pause or don't take a long enough pause and pause and you do snap, like the like owning that and immediately saying, or when, as soon as you realize it, I'm sorry for that. Like that was something that my family didn't do very like there were there were not apologies no I like I didn't know what an apology was until I was much older my dad would never have apologized for his behavior 
And if he did, like, it would have been fucking weird. I mean, it would have been some weird kind of backhanded apology that you knew didn't mean anything. And I, right. I know in many relationships, I have said, like, don't give me an apology. It means nothing to me because right. it didn't. I didn't understand. Like, But with Laura, like, if she would snap, you would always immediately apologize. And I'd be like, oh, that's authentic. That feels nice. Like, she just took ownership for something. And, like, it was, it's like immediately cleaning the slate when it's authentic and legitimate. And so I got right. to experience that. And then I also got to be able to own my own snaps. Like if I would snap at Lord, I would be able to feel it, to see it, to recognize that I snapped and it was not her fault and to apologize. And that was not me prior to this engagement. Right. <laughs> I was like, Candy, is your fourth divorce going really well, right? We're doing such a good job. Our divorce is going so good. We are consciously uncoupling in the sweetest, kindest way. Right. Well, um, let's see. The other thing I feel like I've learned from Candy is to be organized. And I'm always like, how did you organize that folder? Like, oh my God, what are you doing with that? Like keeping up with kind of minor tasks. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that's really minor around like corporate stuff and how that works and just experiences you've had through life. Um, I feel like you've also taught me what it looks like to just kind of allow someone else to be themselves. Cause I feel like when you meet a new person, you just sort of let them be themselves. Hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, um, and she's very like sociable, so that's good. Cause I'm like, I don't want to talk to anyone. Can I just sit over here in the corner? I was like, I got you. I talk to everybody. Don't yeah. don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that like kind of social. Um, uh, you know what else you've taught me? <sighs> I don't know how to explain this. It's really hard, but it's like what you've taught me is fuck him. Oh, like M, not him. Okay, yeah, yeah, like. I would get more wrapped up in like how someone, I don't know. It's like not even how they see me, but just how they see the world or like I'd get emotionally like, oh, well, oh, oh, and you're just like, fuck them. <laughs> yes, this is true. And I'm like, oh yeah, fuck them. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I can let them. It's it's just another way of saying like, it's not my fucking circus, you know, not my monkeys, not my circus. Yeah. But you, you have that kind of. You don't get, I don't know what it is about me that gets like sucked into someone else's drama. I, I've gotten a lot better about it because Candy's taught me, but like now I can kind of not mull so much on why someone is doing what they're doing or whatever. You know, it's interesting that you say that. I feel like there's probably, like it's probably super nuanced between both of us because I feel like one of the things that you've taught me is boundaries, mm. which you would think that uh, that's the really, one you would, with, right. you would think the one with strong boundaries would be the one saying, fuck them. Um, but like I was saying, fuck them, but not having strong boundaries, you have really strong boundaries, but wasn't saying, weren't saying fuck them. So like some, <laughs> this is again, folks where like the right. shit is symbiotic and we're feeding off each other to become a whole person. <laughs> like right. it was so nuanced, but like, I wasn't comfortable with, oh, it's so weird. Like, yeah, I was so talking nuanced. about like, this. Mine is like, no. Yeah, Laura's just a hard Like, no. Candy would bring a guy around, and I'd be like, <laughs> no, go away. You're not good enough for her. Absolutely not. 
No. But like I would get, I get sucked into, it's, for me, it's like when I have a doubt around something, I think. Mm. Like it could go like, I still get caught up in the like, the like the coronavirus and the vaccines and stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, like, I don't know. I just get like a doubt about something. And then I get like, when I have a self-doubt about it is when I can't, when the boundaries aren't clear. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So yeah, 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 yeah. it's easier for me not to have a doubt about other people. I'm like, Candy's dating this guy. No, mm-hmm. but it's not, I don't know. Yeah. Self-doubt's a big thing I had, like I'm working on overcoming still, but, and that's also apparently the psychic I talked to told me this and I was like, <gasps> oh yeah, you're right. I Candy gave me the confidence that I needed for, to do this work that we're doing. Like, yeah. Being with you gave me the confidence. Aww. Ditto. Ditto. I just, I think I figured out the nuance just now. Okay. You, your, your crack was around self-doubt. I like, I don't have a crack around self-doubt. My crack is around self-worth. You don't have a crack around self-worth. True. And those seem like they would be similar, but, but they're not. They're not. Mm-mm. No. Let's sit with that for a second. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're a diamond and that's all about worth. Uh-huh. And that ace of diamonds is your second card is self-worth. Right. Which is my work. And doubt is questioning, which I think is a mental thing, which I'm all clubs. Like uh-huh. clubs is mental. So um, it's like, it's also, I know in my like numerology to overcome self-doubt. So interesting. Yeah. And it's in, in my numerology to overcome self-worth. So Yeah. So that's how it should, those two things, we helped each other with those two things. That's fun. And you've used money over time to help quote unquote, buy your worth mm-hmm. from people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I can just get enough information, everything's going to be fine, <laughs> which is also a club thing. So money being diamonds. Yeah. Information being clubs. Right. Like if I had all the information, then I would be sure about the position that I'm taking. Yeah. Right. Which is not the same as following your intuition. Correct. Either way, if you're following your intuition, you're solid in that, then you can seal those cracks and those gaps. Yes. Which is, to come full circle, exactly what we are doing. And because this is what we're here to teach, teach people how to tap into their intuition, how to use their intuition, this is why we're telling you all this story about us because as teachers, we also have to do this for ourselves. Like we have to listen to our intuition. We have to follow through. And I think unlike some teachers sometimes who will teach things that they are not learning, Laura and I take this work really fucking seriously. And Mm -hmm. like for us to teach something, it is because we have experienced it. It's because we're Mm -hmm. living it. It's because we know it works and we trust it. And to not live in that authenticity and that integrity would like, I don't think either one of us could do it or like the, I think the moment we would move into that space would be the moment that like some shit really goes sideways. And so this whole experience of this past month or two, since we've like really moved into some of this next level internal inspection and contemplation has really been about getting super clear and listening and being honest about what we're hearing and feeling and and applying that to ourselves and not just 
projecting it out and saying that we're perfect humans because we're teachers when we're not like we're all still if you're alive on earth you are still a fucking student (laughs) well you were like oh my god we're actually becoming our own gurus (laughs) (laughs) oh shit it's all in the name (laughs) oh right oh right okay all right maybe we named the business for us (laughs) yeah maybe that was like a clue for us Right. Okay. Right, right. We got right. it, guys. We figured it out. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, so funny. Guys, life is a trip. And if like if you can't step back from this shit show sometimes and laugh about it, I'm real sorry because there are some there are some deep inside jokes <laughs> laid across our paths for us to walk upon. Exactly. Well, I think that wraps this conversation up. Yeah, I think we've we've Drabbled on for well, a Well, wait. Future. Uh-oh. You're like in there going, Oh, yeah. What's happening in the future? We do not know. We have an idea. We are not going to spill it out for you right now. But here's one thing that we can say. Yeah. We do love the podcast. Yeah. And at this point and in we are, time, we are still committed to the podcast. <laughs> right. And we'll keep the cards and everything that we've done. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that yeah. stuff will all stick around. But... Mm-hmm. We're sort of in just this transition phase and it's all, it's sitting right there on the periphery. We kind of have ideas, but we're not going to really make an announcement of any kind until we actually are ready. Yeah. Um, we may take a break from recording the podcast for the holidays. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't worry about it. We'll be back. And yeah. some new, if you guys have been with us from the beginning, you know, <laughs> you all know, this guru has been is a fucking morphing, changing and I think really it never got its footing in the way we wanted it to, because this is ultimately where we were supposed to end up. So, right. Well, and I think the for me, the other thing that this has been a lovely experience about is the freedom to change and to just trust that if something needs to be let go of, then let going, let, letting it go is the right thing to do. Like not hanging on to something because out of an expectation from an external source. So mm-hmm. um, we're going to stay true to that. We're going to stay true to ourselves. And we, you know, we just appreciate the fact that some of you have hung with us from the beginning and some of you are just finding us and that you're going to be on this journey and just as surprised about it as we are. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, gurus. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Okay, gurus, we hope you learned a little something and laughed a lot. You can look up your cards and cosmic compatibility and check out our quizzes, sessions, courses, retreats, and more at itsyouguru.com. Be sure to catch show links and notes in the podcast description. And just remember, it's you, guru, 